Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Turning your books to your books, your devices. If you can remain standing, we're going to read the word together. Romans. Somebody say Romans. Romans, the seventh chapter. Got a couple of scriptures going to share with you today, but this is going to be the basis. We're starting a new series today and this is going to be our core scripture here for the sake of time we're going to go start reading he says for we know that the law is spiritual somebody say spiritual God gave Moses the law to keep them in right alignment so they would be in proper fellowship because they did not have the benefit of Jesus yet and the Holy Spirit which is a leader a teacher a guide and a keeper he says so I need to give you some awesome structure somebody say structure all structure is not bad if you didn't have lines in the middle of the road, you go on the other side and hit somebody. Somebody say structure. And so God had to give some structure to his people so that they could walk in a, at least a, a, a quasi halfway righteous state so he could continue blessing them like he wanted to. Because y'all know God is a God of principle. And if we don't act upon principle, then we tie the hand of God. He says, for we know that the law is spiritual. But look at this. This is Paul writing to the Romans. But I am of the flesh. Somebody say flesh. <laughs> Sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. Have you ever been like that? You don't know why you did what you did. <laughs> I don't even understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but rather I do the very thing that I hate. Anybody ever been there? Is Paul reading somebody's mail this morning? <laughs> now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good so now it is no longer I who do it but the sin that dwells within me for I know nothing for I know that nothing good dwells within me can we say amen to that <laughs> that is in my own flesh for I have the desire to do what is right anybody ever been there but not the ability to carry it out. For I do, for I do not do the good that I want because the evil I do not want is what, is what I keep doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that does it, but rather the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies or evil is always present. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. Somebody say inner being. But I see in my members, look at this y'all, another law that is waging war against the law of my mind and my members. Oh wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from the body of death? But look at this, y'all. Thanks be on. 
to God through Christ Jesus our Lord so then I myself serve the law of God with my mind but with my flesh somebody say my flesh I serve the law of sin can somebody put your hands together for the word of God amen this was written by Paul I mean the patriarch of the modern day church and he's saying Romans y'all may y'all may admire me y'all may hold me in high esteem but I've got issues just like everybody's got issues and the issue is with my flesh because the good that I would do I know what's right but the good that I would do I don't do because the sinful nature of this flesh and as a result the flesh is always going to be warned against the mind and the flesh is always going to be warned against the spirit that knows God's will am I talking right in this place is this coming down anybody's driveway that you would do good but you got the option to not do good the devil's always going to give you an option to do the not good thing he said it's always present it's always present and so I want to talk for the next couple of weeks about a topic not that you're against, that the devil is against you not that your haters are against you not that your, your co-workers and not that your boss got it in for you I want you to understand that it's a war of me versus me <laughs> y'all know those are two sides of me y'all really get to see the the hoodie side the PT has a hoodie side <laughs> don't I Lady Tiffany I got a hoodie side but everybody is at war with themselves you ain't that important to the devil to send all that hell towards you some of those things you're doing to yourself some of those things you're putting yourself in situations. See, we battle not against flesh and blood, but we are battling against our own selves. We are battling against our own history. We're battling against our own self-esteem issues. We're battling against our own fears and our own this and our own that. I'm telling you, if you can conquer the war against you, you can conquer the war against the world. Tell somebody beside you on your way down, me versus me. Y'all may be seated. Today and the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the war within. How many you know that it is a battle within ourselves? That everybody can, if, if everybody had the ability to conquer themselves, they would conquer the world. The graveyard is full of untapped potential. The graveyard is full of unwritten books and unwritten poems and unwritten songs and unstarted businesses all because people could not win the war against themselves. That's what Paul was saying. He said, the good that I would do, I want to do this. I don't do this. The devil didn't make me do it. He said, my members are warring against my heart and my mind. First of all, he said, I'm carnal. Somebody say carnal. Carnal means flesh. If you're meat eating, I know a lot of people that are vegetarian and vegan and all this stuff, but I am proudly still a carnivore. I eat meat. 
I'm eating all the bad, fatty stuff, but I'm a meat eater. I'm a, I'm a carnivore. That means I eat flesh. And what Paul is saying, he said, look, out of all the things y'all esteem me to be, at the end of the day, I'm still flesh. And I'm still carnal. Meaning that I'm flesh. And let me tell you something about flesh. Flesh is the most selfish thing that God ever created on the face of this earth. It wants everything that it wants. And it wants it when it wants it. And it is, it is never going to be satisfied. You say, I'm just going to smoke this last bit of weed. And next thing you know, you're going to have another bit of a stress. You know what? I need something to knock a little bit more edge off. I'm not going to sleep with them, him no more because I know that's damaging to my soul. But every now and then, you, I got a lonely night. So let me call him and tell him something. Uh, 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 W-Y-D, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing at 11.30 at night? I'm supposed to be asleep. But I'm telling you, the flesh is never satisfied. It is insatiable. It, is, it, it doesn't have the ability. The Word of God says, if you, if you walk after the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And lust is not always wanting somebody, some man and some woman. Sometimes we can lust a hamburger. Sometimes we can lust some ice cream. Sometimes we can lust uh, just to be accepted by somebody. And we put ourselves in situations that is detrimental to our future all because of this fleshly lust. And Paul is saying, as spiritual as I am, don't get it twisted. I've got to fight every day against this flesh. Its nature is against God. I want you to understand that. The nature, you were born and you might have been six pounds, eight ounces, and you had a little dimple there and you was cuckoo and caca and, and you had you had hair that they swirled all around that and you look but you look great and you are a wonderful Gerber looking baby, but you were nothing but sinful flesh. And apart from Jesus coming and saving your spirit. Your flesh will self-destruct. Anybody ever seen people that just self-destruct because they can't control their flesh? Can't stop drinking. Can't stop smoking. Can't stop clubbing. And I got some, and I know I look extra young for my age, but I got some classmates. I, went, I, went, I know that they were the life of the party in high school, and they were the life of the party growing up, and they look 15 years older than me because they, wanted, they, they gave their flesh and their time and their energy over staying up late and drinking and smoking, and their flesh is starting to turn on them. It is becoming corruptible. And so what God is saying is, your flesh but I need you to put it in its proper perspective and you got to know that there is a war going on inside of you now you might say well Pastor Tony you know sin ain't my issue and I'm dedicated to the Lord but I'm, I'm, I'm extracting it from the sin nature but let me tell you even if you're not sinning your, your flesh can still derail you you may not be sinning but you're not believing God like you should. And the spirit of unbelief is sin. You may let fear overtake your heart. The flesh does not want to obey God. The flesh was, wants to do what it wants to do. That is the reason that the word of God says that flesh can inherit the kingdom of God. Because it can't comprehend it. It can't conceive it. And so what I want you to know, I want us to understand from the pastor all the way to the most uh, person in the back. Every 
everybody's got a flesh issue. Now you ain't saying I'm going to go ahead and go drink some bourbon and all that stuff tonight and be getting out sloppy drunk. But everybody's got a problem with your flesh. And if you are naive to think, they say, oh, I got it under control. You are setting yourself up for a fall. I'm not telling you to be paranoid, but what I want you to understand, you, have, you can't be ignorant of the devices that the devil will use. Because like I said, he don't care if you miss hell. He just wants to make you ineffective so you never do anything for the kingdom of God and you never tear his kingdom down. So you may be saved and on the way to heaven, but if I keep you wrapped up in your flesh, wrapped up in your feelings, wrapped up in how people think about me, scared and timid, you are never going to step out and be bold for God and you're never going to accomplish and you will die going to heaven but being an earthly failure of never living out and walking out your destiny, the reason that God put you here. Somebody say me versus me. The biggest determinant factor of your success in any area of your life is you. I, don't, I know there are, some, uh, uh, there are some systems and there are some people and things that have done. I know racism exists. I know sexism exists. I know all the isms exist. But you think that God is not stronger than racism? You think the blood of Jesus is, is, is weaker than, 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 than your gender? Now either we believe that we can do all things through Christ or we don't believe it. But God said, the fact that the system is against you in that way is going to make it that much more a miracle when you, get, when you get there because you are the least likely. You are the one that people counted out. The system tried everything they could to suppress you down, but the more it pressed you down, the more you rose up. And so God said, you have to believe that. Look at this, y'all. Despite your flesh being destructive, and how many know the flesh is destructive? I, I, I'm telling you now, I would eat Dewey's pink lemonade cake every day. And I did for a little while. That's why I got all this glory that started growing, that's going, that's going away. <laughs> I would eat it every day. But if I did it, my triglycerides and stuff would be the roof, through the roof, and my A1C would, would just be in the stratosphere. But I had to tell my flesh, no, you can't have no more. Or you have it on a special occasion. <laughs> but it's destructive. The flesh wants what feels good to it. No matter what the consequence, as long as you fulfill what I need, I don't care about how we got there. I, I, I care about how we, uh, that I get what I get. And let me tell you something. You need to, uh, like, it, ain't, it ain't Bible, but Shakespeare said it to thine own self. You need to be true. And know that this flesh is dangerous. Somebody say, but. As destructive and as dangerous as it is, God needs it to fulfill heaven's mission in the earth. And that's why he said, I need you to get control of it because I can't use you to the degree that I want to use you unless you get control of it. It's like, it's like a wild bucking horse. Unless it's trained, unless it's broken. You know, they have to break a horse in. They have to train it. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Pull the reins on it. 
put a bit in his mouth. No, you don't do that. You only go left when I tell you to go left. And, and, and if many of us uh, use the same principle, how they break in the horse to breaking in this flesh, once you break in the horse, the horse can pull thousands of pounds and do the work that a thousand men couldn't do, but you got to break it in first. And that's what I want you to understand. You have the more than the most powerful things, the ability, the God-like ability to create, to speak, to do, to manifest, because we're all created and shaped in the image of God. And so what God is saying, but I need you to get hold of that flesh first. And what we've been doing, we've been out trying to be world changers without changing our flesh first. We've been out trying to go, trying to build business and trying to build marriages and trying to build all these things, trying to raise children, trying to do all these things, but we haven't got, uh, we haven't got a hold of this flesh first and we want to blame God because it hasn't worked out. Oh, contrary, my friend, you have not, you have not, uh, you have not bridled and broken in that wild horse of your flesh yet. And we wonder why God, what? I'm waiting on you. And, and how long is it going to take before you do it? And my, my clock is ticking. And I got to go say, I'm waiting on you to get to, to, to bridle and to tame that beast inside of you. Because I can use that beast. Those of you in this, those of you in this room that's, got a, that's outspoken and got a loud mouth, that's not a bad thing. God gave you that loud mouth. Because God told the prophet, cry loud and spare not. God, need, God needs meek and humble and, 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 and soft-spoken people to, to speak in those moments. And God needs a loud mouth. But what God said, I, need, I want to use that, but I need you to get control over it first. Some of you in this room, that's a deep thinker. God loves deep thinking. That's what Paul was. He was a deep thinker. But some of you go off the rails and you go into other areas where you're diluting the word of God and you're bringing this and you're bringing that, looking for loopholes to get around so you can, so you can do your thing and still feel like you're with God. God said, no, I need you to get control. Bring every thought into subjection. Am I teaching today? God said, I gave you that, that, that gift. I gave you that talent. I gave you that ability. But you got to be a manager and you got to get control of it or I'll never use it. Anybody ever seen people that is talented that never lived up to it? Had all the talent in the world could do it. What, what people struggle all night with, they can walk in a room and just do it. But they don't have discipline over their flesh. It doesn't matter what the potential does not matter if the world does not ever taste the potential. And that's what the devil is banking. He said, look, that's fine. Go to church every week. Shout, run around, speak in tongues, go to prayer meeting, do all of that. But until you get in control of this flesh, you're not going anywhere. You're going to go into figure eight. Anybody ever felt you like that? Listen, the figure eight. I get excited. I get disappointed. I lay it down. God inspires me through a word and I pick it back up again and I'm running with swiftness in my feet and then all of a sudden something happens and I get disappointed again. I write down these plans. I say I'm going to do that and I don't stick to it. I don't get up and pray like when I say I'm going to pray. I don't do what I'm going to do. I do it for a little bit but I don't have any stick to it. And as a result, I end up at the same place. And this is a year that God said we're going to seize the very thing that we've been after but until we conquer this flesh Last verse, it's all for nothing. You might as well go ahead to brunch early and beat the church crowd. Because if you're not willing to, to, to conquer this flesh, all the things I'm, I'm speaking are of none effect to you. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a torment to you if you don't have the discipline to get this flesh under control.
Oh, God, I don't hate to be fussing at you. <laughs> Galatians 5 and 17 says this. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Somebody say against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For, the, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. I'm asking for a couple of volunteers. Minister Donnell, will you come up here for me, please, sir? Boxy, come on up here for me, baby. Need one more play. Sister Ladacia, come on up here for me. I'm about done. I just want to give y'all just a visual representation. Somebody say me versus me. And we're going to talk a little bit that we are made up of three parts. Somebody say me versus me. Now you have to understand that the me versus you, the you versus you is not just simply uh, just, just a one level. We are triune. Somebody say triune. It means that we are in one body, but we are made of three parts. We are made of our body, which is our flesh. That's the part that we see every day, that we feed every day, that we bathe every day, that we go to work and we, we go work out and we, and we take care of these temples. But we're also spirit. That's the reason God could tell Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you. You didn't have a body yet, but I knew you. As a matter of fact, your flesh is not who I know. Your flesh is constantly changing. You're getting, go, you're getting older every day. You're getting gray hairs here and you're getting aches there. That body is deteriorating. But God said, I know you. How could you know me and I wasn't born yet? Because I knew you in your spirit. You were spirit before you were body. And you'll be spirit after the body is gone. Yes. And so God is saying, I need you to, to, to realize that you are not simply a body that holds a spirit uh, that has a mind. You are actually a spirit that lives in a body that serves God through your mind. Anybody getting that? And what God is saying is, out of all these three the one that you feed the most is the one that's going to win. The word God said that the mind is against the spirit and the flesh is against the spirit. And sometimes it'll get all switched up and, and, and the mind will be against the flesh. And the spirit is over here saying, I know what God told me. I know what God told me. I know the word, but what word, but my flesh is overtaking my mind. Or maybe, or maybe it's, it's this, that you had some wayward thoughts and something happened to you and you are saved to the bone and you are, and you are trying everything you can in your flesh to be disciplined. But it is the warfare that is going on in your mind. Paul said, the good that I would do, I don't do. Because the enemy is coming to my mind with thoughts. Maybe it's in your mind that you got the history of when you were hurt and when people let you down and, and when closed doors happen. And even though you feel it in your spirit, whew, even though you feel it, even though you feel an unctioning in your spirit, your mind talks you out of it. And if it, don't get, if it doesn't get from your spirit to your mind, and we've got to act it out in the flesh. 
That's what I'm saying. The flesh is not all bad. God needs hands and feet in the earth to fulfill the, the, the mandate of the kingdom of God. But God said, if you, don't, if you don't fix it in your spirit and in your mind and in, in your flesh, God said, I need you to get them all in line. And the power of three is stronger than the power of one. There are many of us, we are saved to the bone. Saved to the bone. We wake up in the morning and we pray. We get on the night and we pray. We're listening to God's word all the time. We're doing all the things. We're checking off all the boxes. But guess what? We don't have no discipline in our flesh. We don't have discipline in our flesh. Only thing I can be disciplined about is reading God's word. But I don't take care of my body. I don't follow through. My word is not bond. On the job, they can't trust me. I'm not reliable. I'm showing up late. I'm leaving early. I'm looking. I'm, du- I'm ducking and I'm dodging my boss. And, I'm, and, 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 and we wonder why. God, why, why, is it, why are those people over there? We, call, we want to call them brownos because they are, they are excelling. But God said, you are not disciplined in your flesh yet. This is helping anybody. I know, I know it's hurting you because it hurt me first. But God is saying that I need you to get them all in line together. And guess what? A three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Could it be you've been trying to fulfill your life through your spirit? Speaking tongues two hours a day can chase the devil past hell. But when you come out of your prayer chamber, all the devil got to do is send a boop dart to your mind. And everything that you got from God in your prayer chamber is gone. Or maybe you're a person that's strong in your mind. You're, you're a thinker. You're an analyzer. You're, you're a person that can do things. But, but, and, and you've got reliance in your flesh. I went to school. I got this knowledge. I'm the one that's smart. I'm the one that did it. I took those tests. I passed the certification. I did all this with my mind and with my flesh. But we have forgotten God out of the equation. And you've got the corner office and you're not happy. You've got the Lexus and the 4,000 square foot house and you're still unfulfilled. God said, you, you, God said you've done good. Some of the most disciplined people I know are people that are not believers. But eventually they're going to run to a place where they don't have peace. Because there was a God-shaped void in everybody. And no amount of money can fix it. And no amount of status can fix it. And this world is telling us that you can conquer anything with your mind. If you work hard enough, if you work by the sweat of your brow, let me tell you, it is a principle. So if you do work hard, you will see results. But how are, are you holistically, are you holistically in your, in your spirit knowing, say, God, I, it, it, I, it's no goodness of my own, but it's your anointing, your ability that allowed me to pass the test. It is your anointing and your favor that allowed my mind to stay in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed on you is this helping anybody in this place today God is saying it is me versus me this ain't got nothing to do with your ex-boyfriend this ain't got nothing to do with how mama treated you this ain't got nothing to do with the haters on your job this is managing yourself Somebody say balance. Balance. 
God said, I need you to serve me with balance. I need you to tend to your flesh and discipline it, take care of it. Because I know some people who are anointed, who are doing great things for the kingdom, whose ministry got cut short because they weren't disciplined in their flesh. And so hey, you gotta, y'all got to understand the devil don't care how he gets you as long as he gets you. How are we going to do that? How are we going to say, I'm disciplined enough to live holy, but I'm not disciplined enough to watch what I eat? Well, God can be a healer, but I'd rather him not have to be a healer. Am I telling truth in this place? Eat all that hog and got some apple cider vinegar on, on, on standby. We keep, we, we, keep the, we keep the vinegar people in business. Chasing it down with some vinegar. <laughs> Somebody just say, ouch. <laughs> but we'll do all that stuff. We work harder trying to work around and we can't just do it right, y'all. And God said, I need you to get all three. I'm gonna get ready to let y'all go in just a second. So the first thing is there are three things. Somebody say three things. Anybody been blessed by this today? God said there are three things I need you to do in respect to, to this me versus me battle. How many, how many of y'all can see now that, that, that the war is against you? The first thing I want you to write down is mind management. Somebody say manage your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, starting at four. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Here's what you need to do. You need to cast down imaginations. God said, I, I ain't going to get rid of them. I'm not going to evict somebody that is, that is, that, that, that is a, 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 a squatting in your house. You wouldn't allow anybody to, to show up in your house. Hey, how you doing? Man, who is you? You better get out of my house. And you better get out now. But yet and still, we let things take residence, bring a bag, bring a toothbrush and everything, and take up residence in our minds. And God is saying, I need you to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought. Somebody say every thought. To the obedience of Christ. The reason stuff ends up making it to our flesh many of the times is because we don't do proper mind management. And maybe many of us, the reason we don't do proper mind management is because we got to cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If we don't know God's will concerning the thing, we don't know if it don't match. And so we accept every Tom, Dick, and Harry and every thought that comes to us because we don't have the word as an authority to measure it against. Oh, y'all ain't going to like me today. And God is saying, you got, you, first you got to pull it down, but you don't know what to pull down if you don't know your word. I know you want to pull it down. No, you can't go pulling off Phil and say, no, that, no, 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 no. That, that report don't match up against what God's word says for me. No, I, I don't accept that. I understand it. I understand it. And I, and I acknowledge, I acknowledge the doctor's report, but I don't accept it. 
because it's against the knowledge of God. And so we have to do proper mind management. Somebody say manage your mind. And then it says this. With this flesh. Somebody say the flesh. Respect it. Tend to it. Go walking. Eat right. Exercise. Go on a vacation. Do that. Respect it, but don't trust it. Don't trust that flesh. Mm -mm. Respect it, take care of it, because God needs it to fulfill the kingdom mission in the earth. So tell somebody, take care of your flesh. Go to the dentist, get your teeth clean, do everything. Go for your yearly exams, do all of that. Take care of your temple. But as much as you take care of it, don't trust it. The word of God says this, Jeremiah 17 and 5, said, thus saith the Lord, cursed, somebody say cursed, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. We've rephrased it in the black church, said don't put your trust in the arms of flesh. Not even your own flesh. See, we like to say, honey, I don't, I don't trust, I don't, the Bible says don't trust in the arms of flesh. We always say meaning external. Don't trust your own flesh. Know that it's looking for an opportunity to sabotage you. Am I telling truth? Maybe it's just me. Love it, take care of it, preserve it, do everything you can to keep yourself healthy, wealthy, and wise, but don't trust it. It's like a viper. You ever, seen, you ever seen people try to raise a wild tiger? Raise him from a baby. Gave him a little bottle. Did all that stuff. You know, treated him like a, little, like, a little, like a little human baby. Put a little pamper on him. You know, people do a little chimpanzee. And one day, the chimpanzee find out I'm a chimpanzee. And that wildness comes out of it. It can act like a little human, little baby, all it want to. But something triggers the instinct in that animal, and all of a sudden, things that it didn't, things that it didn't know was in them came out of them because that's the nature. A monkey is always going to be a monkey. A tiger is always going to be a tiger. And your flesh is always going to be flesh. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. I'm going to talk to somebody again that is about to make a mistake. Don't trust it. Don't put yourself in a position. Somebody hear me well. Don't put yourself in a position. Don't trust your flesh. You find yourself on the other side of it, all condemned and all this and all that. Lord, I thought I never. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, you put your trust in your flesh. And your flesh will cut you off at the knees and it will sabotage. You know how many politicians, you know how many people that, that, that reached the, the pinnacle of what everybody would look up and say, I want to be that when I grow up. And one moment in their flesh, made it all vanish. Don't you derail your future to satisfy this flesh. 
We think just because God ain't struck us down yet that he don't see it. We think because he ain't come. Don't, 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 God, God said, don't you, fr there is a thing that we can frustrate grace. There is grace and there is mercy that is pleading your, clay, your case, but you can frustrate the grace. And when, when grace gets frustrated, it takes his hands off. Oh my goodness. Tell somebody beside you, don't trust it. Everything feels good to you, ain't good for you. They ain't in the Bible, but that's sure enough true. The flesh is not your friend. It's not your friend. First thing was mind management. Second thing was respect it, the flesh, but don't trust it. And the last thing is, somebody say burn it. Everybody's standing. The flesh is not your friend. But here's what God says regarding your flesh. Romans 12 and 1. It says this. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Look at this. Holy and acceptable. I want to draw your attention to living sacrifice. Right now, I want you to get in the middle. That's an oxymoron. An oxymoron is two things that are mean, like an antonym, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. They are exact opposite things. How can you be a living sacrifice? Sacrifices get killed. Stay with me. Sacrifices are for, being, are for being sacrificed and dying. How then can I be a living sacrifice? I'm going to say it again. If things that are sacrificed are the things that are killed and are offered up to God, why would God ask me to be a living sacrifice. How can you be living and dead at the same time? You know how you do it? You take your spirit and you take your mind. Come on down, brother. And you lay it. Come on, kneel down. You lay it on the altar. And you make up in your mind from what you know in your spirit that I can't fulfill what's in my mind, in my spirit, and flesh be on the same level. And so, God, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to present my body 
although it's still alive because you need it alive to fulfill your will but I'm going to present my body with my mind and my spirit as a sacrifice to you that is holy and acceptable which is nothing special it is your reasonable service to put flesh on the altar and sacrifice you want you want to know what God loves more than your more than your gift more than your talent he loved the smell of your burning flesh God said if you're gonna do what I've called you to do I need you to lay that flesh on our altar and let it be burned that's the only way you're gonna get it You've gone as far as you're going to get. God said the price of admission is that I have some flesh. I need some sacrifice. I need you to lay it down. I need you to put it on the altar. I need you to leave it there until I burn it up. Somebody begin to worship the Lord right now. God said I want flesh today. I want flesh today. I want flesh today. I want flesh today. Is the war of me versus me? Is the war of me versus me? And God said, I can't fight this battle for you. I can't fight this battle for you. I need you to grab your flesh by the neck and put it on the altar and say, You die today. You die today. You die today. Hurts that are in my mind, you die today. You die today. The I don't know if you know it or not, but the altar is open right now. The altar is open right now. And God said, you die today. Today is the day I sign your flesh death certificate. Right now, it is me versus me. How long are you going to let your flesh derail you? How long are you going to let your way you think get in your way? One step forward, ten steps back, two steps forward. You get derailed every time. And God is saying today, God said, I want to have, I want to have a barbecue. I want to smell. The smell. You know how it is when you show up to a steakhouse. Ooh, that smell good. Ooh, ooh, I, I got get him. God said, I desire to smell burning flesh. Come on, come on. If you know that's you, if you know that's you, it don't mean you in sin. Is that you know you've been you've been catering to that flesh. You've been letting that flesh tell you what to do. You've been God, you've been you've been letting your, your, your feelings dictate how you serve God. I'm telling you right now, today is the day of your deliverance from your flesh. Come on, come on, come on. If that's you, come on. If that's you, come on. If that's you, come on. Don't expect a hand to be laid on you. God said, today is the day that I want to smell flesh. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. If you know your future, when the word of God meets you like this, you will hear it throughout eternity if you don't obey it. God said, I want flesh today. I, I know you're talented, but I want your flesh. I know you're gifted, but I want your flesh. I know you're special. I know you're the best thing since sliced bread, but I want your flesh today. Oh, you can sing real good. Oh, you can cook real good. Oh, you're talented and you're going to do great things. But today, I, I, my demand is that I want some flesh. Come on, right where you are. 
If you don't want to come to the altar, that's fine. But wherever you are, get make, make where you are an altar and put your flesh on it. It's going to derail your future. It's going to derail your future. You got a tiger by the tail and you think it's going to behave. That flesh will never behave. It's going to derail you every time. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. God said, I'm not going to kill it. I need you to put it on the altar. I need you to put a stake in its heart. Kill it. We're trying to do deep things and we haven't done the principal thing. We haven't done the most basics of things. It's me versus me. It's me versus me. Nobody can stop you but you. But you got to get you out of the way. It's me versus me, Lord. Help me to fight me. Help me to fight me. Somebody say, God, help me. Help me to fight my nature. Help me to fight my, my destructive ways. Help me to fight my, help me to fight these, these, these toxic habits I got. Lord, help me to fight my past. Help me to fight what they did to me. God, I need help. God help me help me God somebody say God I need help with this flesh it's me versus me it's me versus me it ain't against your ex-husband it ain't against your mama it ain't against your aunt that didn't treat you right the war is with you Lord, help me to defeat me. It's me, oh Lord. <laughs> I'm standing in the need of prayer. It's me, oh Lord. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. I am nothing without you, God. It's me versus me. It's me versus me. It's me versus me. It's me versus me. The good that I would do, I don't do because the evil nature is always present. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.